You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Some legitimate stars in harness racing get a race over the next 48 hours or so. Leap to fame, of course, in Queensland. There's a terrific race with the flashing red tomorrow night at Albion Park as well and tonight in Perth. Magnificent storm at very, very short odds. Chris Barsby, good morning to you, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Jared Daffy is with us. Hello, Jared, again, Steve. Good morning. morning. Morning, Chris. How's the week been? Rather hectic. There's plenty mm-hmm. going on, isn't there? With uh, well, we've got the carnivals, both greyhound and race carnivals up here, and of course, uh, well, not too far away from these feature harness races as well. So it's a good time of the year to be a Queenslander. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, bit uh, hectic as well with the uh, the football during the week as well. Let's get down to business. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on that uh, rising sun market because there has been a reshuffle with that news coming through uh, last weekend that Merlin is now out. We'll go straight to mm. Ellerbein Park tomorrow night, the flashing red. This promises to be a really competitive race. Bombardier Jujon, 41. Targaryen, 61. Jonah Jones, 71. The Emergency, Lord Zarias at 34. Colt 31, 10. Pete Sedso, 9. LL Cool J, 10. Make Mine Memphis, 34. Manila Playboy, 650. Northview Hustler, 21. Hot and Treacherous, 5. Governor Jujon, 17. Big Wheels, 10. Black Sedan, 750. Turn it up, 420. He's the back marker off 20. This looks really open. We need a lead. There's a lot going on here. When the market first went up on Wednesday afternoon, Chris, there was initially some support for Manila Playboy, 10 into 8, and then yesterday got into 6, just back out to 6.50 this morning. Hot and treacherous has been around about that $5 mark. The one that we hadn't struck a blow with was Turn It Up, which was $5.50, but that has certainly changed in the last six or seven hours. Um, 5 50 4.80, 4.50, now 4.20 standalone favourites. So... Whilst it is conceding the handicap, punters more than happy with turn it up to win again tomorrow night, 5.50 into 4.20. Okay, so a good push there for turn it up to overcome that back mark. So that's going to be a very interesting race. The following race, uh, straight after the flashing red, everyone's looking forward to this one, uh, Jared. Leap to fame, speak the truth, two of the brightest stars, not only in, in Queensland, but in the country. And they clash for the first time here. Uh, we spoke about this on Wednesday. The market went up. A dollar ten currently leap to fame. Speak the truth, seven dollars, but he's a dollar forty the place. Just around those two, what are they doing with the market? Nothing. Dollar twelve lasted about a millisecond into a dollar ten. That was multi money, Chris. So as soon as you get a lead like that, they normally change the prices if they're short. Speak the truth was seven, still seven, and to be honest, there's just no interest at all in anything else, as you would expect. Uh, I guess I'll be looking for a lead come tomorrow. This is going to be a really popular race, firstly with multis through Leap to Fame with that dollar ten price, but uh, secondly, given the profile of him in that particular race, it's going to be a lot of exotic action here. So I'm guessing people will take two from three and then uh, throw a few others in for third and fourth. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big draw card tomorrow night, and obviously the focus will be going ahead after tomorrow night. Mm, yeah, no doubt about it. We spoke on Wednesday about this and the fact that Speak the Truth was $1.45, I think, on Wednesday for the place. He's now $1.40. Is that the better option for punters rather than taking the $1.10 about lead to fame? He looks a lot to run top three, surely. 
Well, it probably is because have a look at it. Uh, outside of that, Rocks of Diamonds is $12 and it's a dollar fifty to play. So you're only you know, taking a slightly reduced mm. price on that 150, lining up with 140, the second pick. Outside of that, they're basically all 100 to 1 pops. Um, yeah. Something has to run third. It just makes sense uh, that that dollar, uh, that dollar 40, dollar 45, as you said on Wednesday, was taken and, and maybe come tomorrow night, the dollar 40 uh, might disappear as well. Mm. It'll be an interesting watch for a number of reasons that race tomorrow night. So that's mm. race number seven. Let's go down to Menangle tomorrow night. A couple of good races there. Race four. This is the Waratah Series final. Open here. We've got Pocketbook 310. Uh, we go down to Hall Stitched Up. He's at 480. $5 Ulan Batar. $6 Sino's Legacy. $7 about Pete's Art Folly. And then we're 850 Glenn Ford. Open race here. Yeah, look, it is. Uh, however, they've had two cracks at, uh, or three cracks actually, at Batar. Now, it opened at 750 and was quickly into six. I had a look at these very early this morning <clears throat> before we did this segment. It was five fifty. That's now gone, and it's now five dollars. So seven fifty into five dollars. There's been a sprinkling for number uh, twelve here, Glenford. I think it's the second emergency. However, it might struggle to get a start at around about that eight dollar fifty mark. Outside of that, the favourite pocketbook, a little ease, three out to three ten, uh, as has been the case with the top one, Sino's Legacy. Five fifty out to six dollars, but uh, yeah, the fact they've had two or three cracks at Yule and Batar, I'd be more than happy to be sticking with it. That's number seven there, seven fifty into five dollars. Okay, good push there, Ulan Batar. Race five tomorrow night at Benangle. The favourite here is Montalbano at two dollars eighty, three dollars for no dramas. Uh, we've got four eighty Il Bandito and five dollars Most Triumphant. They're the major plays in the market. Which is the uh, the best pushed here? This is one of those strange races where the first two in the market have actually toughened up and subsequent to that, everything else has gone out. So no dramas has been the best back of these two. Uh, Montel Barno, uh, it's the favourite, but the best back has been the two no dramas, 360 now into $3, most triumphant, 440 out to 5. Uh, Montel Barno, 310 into 280. The other one in the market there, number 10, Il Bandito, has been four out to 480. So two come in, two go out, the rest are out the gate. Uh, but of those, there's a clear preference for number two there, no dramas. Okay. Uh, the JD Watts Memorial is race number six tomorrow night. And the favourite here, Spirit of St. Louis, 250. Bondi Lockdown, 320. South Coast Arden, 420. 750 for I Cast No Shadow. But running into Dominion champs. So several of these mm. are bound for Brisbane in the coming weeks. Where can we uh, find the best move? Now, these three that had the market have either held their place or have eased out. So Spirit of St. Louis, 240 out to 250. Bondi Lockdown remains at 320. And South Coast Darden, 4 out to 420. The one you just mentioned then, I cast no shadow. couple little moves for it. 10 into 8, uh, an hour ago into 750. And a bit of specking for number 10 here about time, 26 into 19. So what that kind of tells me, Chris, is that the opening market with those three in the preference that they're in, punters are happy with, with the way that is. There hasn't been, well, haven't launched into to either of those three. Uh, and from the good barrier, I cast no shadows, had some specking 10 into 750. Okay, very important race, that one from a Queensland viewpoint. Race six tomorrow night and race seven. Favourite here is number six, Loveresh at 270. El Franco D at 330. Uh, $5 kick the switch. And then we're going out to 
longer odds. Any sort of movement here? Yes. Kick the switch. Now, it opened at $11. Uh, it's more than half that's quoted. It's into five. The favourite's been uh, a little bit easy. Number six, Louveresh, 258 to 270. Uh, Al Franco D has been an even bigger mover out, 270 out to 330. Uh, that that one I mentioned kicked the switch. It shortened a couple of times when the markets first went up on Wednesday. It's been pretty solid at the $5 since, so that's probably the right price because they haven't really rushed at that. But the fact that it was a big mover early on, it's well worth noting. Okay. A couple of features from Melton tomorrow night as well. In particular, race four. This is the Lennon Trotters free-for-all, named after that uh, great performer from many, many years ago. And this is a good two-horse race here. Queen Elida at 160, Alderman Stride 260. So Alderman Stride conquered Queen Elida last time out. Which way are they going here? Interesting. When the markets went up, Queen Elida 165, Alderman Stride 290. So they've both firmed. Uh, but but again, there's a preference for the shorter one of the two. Queen Elida into 160, Ultimate Stride into 260. Obviously, with the smallish field, the rest are out the gate. Uh, anywhere, Hugo, 11 to 21. Courage, Stride, 550 to 750. And Aroa Co, uh, 11 out to 19. So on paper, it looked a race in two. Money-wise, it's a race in two with a preference there for the odds on pop. Queen Elida, number six. Okay, and the Lazarus free-for-all is race five tomorrow night. Hurricane Harley, maybe he's headed to Queensland as well. He's at 2.20, 3.80 better isolate, 5.50 Tango Tara. He he shortened up as soon as the market went up, Hurricane Harley, 2.80 into 2.60. Had a look early this morning, was 2.25, and just in the last six or seven minutes, into 2.20. Now, the other one that's attracted support is um, Tango Tara. It was seven fifty. It's now into five fifty. Obviously, some of these have eased rather dramatically. Max Delight seven fifty to thirteen. Yambucky and five fifty out to eight. Better isolate three twenty out to three eighty. So it's it's another one of those strange ones where the favourite moves in, but so did another one. So punters view it as a race in two. Maybe it's a race in one with the heavier support for Hurricane Harley, but four on top there. But if you're taking exotics, quaddies, etc., I'll be throwing the one in Tango Tara as well. Okay. If you're playing a multi tomorrow night, uh, Jared, which way are we going? Well, I had a look at this, and if we can get this one up, there's going to be some big value because the first leg will be at Menangle Race 7, number 10, kick the switch at $5. And the last two I mentioned at Melton, Race four, number six, Queen Alita at a dollar sixty, and race five, number four, Hurricane Harley at two twenty-five. Okay, that's seven ten. Kick the switch at Menangle, and the two there at Melton tomorrow night. Four by six, Queen Alita, and race five, number four, Hurricane Harley. I mentioned the Rising Sun. Merlin comes out, so we've got Leap to Fame, invited and accepted. Merlin was much the same until the news broke last weekend that he's got a little uh, uh, issue with his hoof, so he's now out. Leap to Fame two fifty. The race is about a month away, Jared. What are you sort of thinking right now? Is two fifty value, or do you just wait and see? Well, I would have thought if he's a dollar ten pop tomorrow night, and punters are happy to take take that. And given his profile, Merlin, I think was a seven dollar chance, so that did have some sort of an effect on the market. But I, I don't know. Two fifty looks pretty good value to me, Chris, because it's a pre-nomous market. Bearing in mind that. If your horse is not nominated, um, you get your money back. So 
that's a free hit for the favourite. But more importantly, some of these other ones in the market, surely they won't all be there. So two dollars fifty to me uh, on face value looks maybe over the odds. Mm, I'm sure Chris agrees with it too. Chris, and the bit about leap to fame is he's not a one trick pony. I mean, he can do work if he draws badly and probably still win. Yeah. Yeah, a question that I wanted to ask Jared's there because we've discussed this. But for Jared, would you rather take the two fifty for the Rising Sun, where he's up against his own age group, or do you think there's more value taking the five dollars for the Blacks of Fate, where he's up against all comers? Uh, I could probably take both because if he wins the Rising Sun, by default he shortens right up to win the Blacks of Fate. I'm assuming the connections uh, will be going for both. They won't. They wouldn't yeah. pick one and, and, and not go to the other unless there was something drastically wrong. So there's no reason at all why he couldn't win both, is there? No, exactly right. So, But, but having curious. said that, I, I see where you're heading with the question. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I'm always a value man anyway. Yeah, I'd probably take the $5. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. We'll talk more about this in lead up to these races because they're not all that far away and we should have some news coming in the, uh, the next couple of days about more invites. So there's one more four-year-old to be invited and both three-year-olds need to be invited now that Merlin is out. So three more invites to be issued for the Rising Sun. Jared, really appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the week and we'll touch base next week. Thanks, Chris. Don't forget my cakes either. Yeah, righto. All right. Nicole does it. You've got to do it. That's the rules. Ryan Spice is about to join us, Chris. I'm just waiting for Ryan to come online. No doubt you'll pose that same question to him, won't you, uh, about the situation with Leap to Fame. And, in fact, he's joining us now. How are you this morning, Ryan? Morning, Steve. I'm very well, thank you. Did you hear Chris talking about the, and Jared, the 250, leap to fame in a month? Yeah, and I think my opinion still is the same. I'd rather take the $5 in the Blacks of Fake. Okay. What about this tomorrow night? Uh, how, how do you sort of look at it? Uh, opened $1.12, is now $1.10. Are you more inclined to sort of, you know, put him in multis uh, throughout the night, or do you just take the, the $1.40 that's now on offer about Speak the Truth running a place? Um, probably neither, Chris. Um, maybe around the dollar twenty, dollar thirty mark, I'd be tempted to pop him into multis. Um, but a dollar ten, I think it's just look on. Um, speak the truth. Does he have to breathe? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too interested. It's no one's grand final, so yeah, I'll just sit on the sidelines there. Just on that, could he could speak the truth? Fire out, be driven aggressively like it was last start, and let leap to fame go around, take the front and sit behind it. <laughs> um, look. That could happen, but the pole horse, Rocks or Diamonds, has the speed to dictate the map, so no, does it? I don't think so. Yeah. Mm. And the other one, just with Leap to Fame, there's a school of thought that he's got no gauge speed. That That's not correct, is it? No, I mean, one of the one of the common perceptions is perhaps that the Dixon Stable horses don't have a whole lot of gauge speed, that's, but that's just because um, they're rarely used. When they draw, they do. So, yeah, that's a, that's a misconception. Yeah. It's a good race, that one tomorrow night, though, isn't it? That, that, that's a clash that wasn't expected, but uh, it, it's going to be an absolute ripper. Yeah, I think so. Any time Leap to Fame steps out, it's um, a good time. OK. What about your thoughts on the flashing red? Uh, really open. Turn it up's been best back. He's 4.20, runs the favourite, looking to overcome that 20-metre handicap. Any thoughts on the flashing red? Yeah, Chris, I think Redemption's on the menu here for Turn It Up. Um, tragedy beaten last year behind Max Shard. This horse is an amazing stand-start horse. He's got a great record over the trip. 
Uh, last year in this race, off 20, he stepped and he was fifth going into the first turn. So with even luck in running this time, I think he's clearly the horse to beat. OK, a little disclaimer here. You've got a share in LL Cool J. He's won, what, four of his last five. New driver tomorrow night. Are you giving him any sort of chance here? Yeah, I definitely think on his current form, he's a great each-way chance. He's another that relishes the 2,600 metres and the stand start as well. OK. Uh, is your best bet at Albion Park, or are we looking at Menangle tomorrow night? Uh, Chris, my best is going to be a little... Uh... Albion Park into Menangle Double, two shorties to run together. And they are race two, number one at Albion Park, Portal Prince. I think he can lead, dictate, and get the job done in a van two to four over 2,100. And I'd like to run that into the last event at Menangle, which is the Mez uh, race. And we see the return of Brave U Kelly. She trialled up for this in amazing fashion. They've come, they ran 52 flat. She was strangled to the line in a 26 quarter. She's already been a dollar 80 until dollar 45. I think uh, she gets the job done. And if you can run them together and get black odds, that would be a, a good little bet. Okay, so that's race two, number one, Port Or Prince in Brisbane at Albion Park. Race nine, number eight, Brave You Kelly in the final race there at Menangle tomorrow night. All in all, good good weekend of harness racing action coming up. Yeah, it looks excellent uh, cards all around. Okay, appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. Cheers, Chris. There's Ryan Spice joining us. Let's go straight to LBN Park. Edgar Patterson joins us each and every week, and he's online now. Edgar, appreciate the time. Good morning, Chris. How are we? Hope you're doing well. Yeah, really good, really good. Are you with Leap to Fame, or are you giving Speak the Truth a chance tomorrow night? <laughs> um, well, it's, he's just drawn so well, Leap to Fame, that you just have to have him on top. Um, and then they've obviously keep speak the truth pretty safe. So, yeah, no, I think Leap to Fame will be winning, but I'll, I'll love to see what's going to happen with speak the truth, um, just to see if they do come out for a look or, or what's going to happen there. And then obviously Roxor Diamonds holds the key to the race, being in that barrier one with his gate speed. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a interesting race, that one. Yeah, too right. It's a fascinating race. So that's 8.10 tomorrow night, race 7. The race prior, the flashing red, Really open. Severally given a good chance here. What do you fancy in the flashing red? <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch this race uh, live on track, really, because there's, there's a lot of good horses running around in this field. Um, and I, I'm a big fan of Hot and Treacherous, the Kiwi. So we were biased there. Uh, but, geez, Big Wheels was very impressive winning last start. Um, that was fresh, so that was pretty impressive. Um, it's just there's so much depth in here. It's just like they've, they've all got a chance. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm, I might side with Hot and Treacherous being a bit biased there. Okay, so that's race six, number 11, Hot and Treacherous. Where do we find your best bet tomorrow night? Well, it's a wee bit of a tricky one because I'm, I'm, I'm tipping one out as my best bet on the back row. So I'm really hoping that in race number four, Magic Moment gets out and holds the lead. Um, and then always be me for, for trainer Mark Ducks, driven by Matthew Nielsen, can can get up the Kaleido sprint lane if there's a, a nice sort of tempo early and we, we can secure the back of the leader. OK, so that's race four, number eight, always be me. You'll have more tips out on the social pages tomorrow? Yep, more tips out on the social pages. We're also promoting the uh, tickets for the carnival. Uh, that's a fast approaching, Chris, so if you want to get tickets, head along to our website. 
Uh, we've got some great sort of tickets here, the home straight enclosure. We've got a new container bar there that's right next to the track on the home straight near the finishing post. So, yep, it's getting closer. The anticipation is building, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people are. And uh, just with the off-track entertainment, so there's plenty to look forward to on track with all these great races, but there's going to be a lot of uh, off-track entertainment as well, a lot of functions. There's a golf day coming up, so we can go to the website and all that information's there for those events as well. Yeah, 100%. There's just a, there's like a micro site for all the, all the Constellation stuff on there. So on the Creeks website, you'll be able to see the golf day and stuff. I think it's uh, $400 for a team of four. It's nine holes, and there's going to be plenty of prizes, and definitely going to come to the golf day. <laughs> okay, all right. Before you go, you've got to tip us a winner tonight at Cambridge. So you're on on the job here. <laughs> Which way are you going at, at Cambridge tonight? Oh my god, mate! I just I just couldn't. I physically could not give you a tip for Cambridge, but I'll give you one from a black book at Albion Park tonight. Okay, how about like that? This, yep. Is that all right? Away. <laughs> It's race number three, uh, I think number four or five, Big Shadow. Yep, number five. Race um, three, number five, Big Shadow. Yes, it was uh, in the uh, hands of Robbie Morris, and then he came up here to Queensland, and now it's changed over to Graham Dwyer, and it's been dealt with back row draw and just been locked up on the fence with nowhere to go. So back to the front row here. Um, has shown a bit of gate speed. It actually crossed Rock and Roll Hammer down at Menangle a few starts ago. Um, over the mile there, so and it's still knocked on away for fourth, but I thought that was some good form. It's a very good race. Uh, obviously, the ex-Kiwi red right hands are flying at the moment off the back row, but, yeah, just thought if they're positive with them, we will be able to see the best of Big Shadow. Mm, big Shadow. At some tape. juicy odds. You'd love to lock the tape price in. It's 85 on the tape. It's $18 fixed and 340 That's race three, five, Big Shadow. And the one you mentioned, Edgar, red right hand, 280 Yeah. <laughs> How good. Right, Well, the pressure's on. We'll be watching with interest tonight with Big Shadow, and it's always been me tomorrow night for that Saturday night car, but more tips coming up via the club social pages tomorrow. Edgar, we'll see you trackside. Yes, thanks, Chris, and uh, hopefully a bit of luck comes my way with uh, some roughies and some value this weekend. <laughs> Fingers crossed. There's Edgar Patterson joining us from the Albion Park Harness Racing Club. Darren Clayton is now online to go through his uh, thoughts for this big meeting tomorrow night. 11 races kicking off just after five. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. Now, he's $1.40, speak the truth to play. So you're tempted? Oh, yeah, definitely. I've already already had a go at the $1.45 that we spoke about Wednesday. Um, yeah, I just I can't see how he doesn't run second or at least third, like at worst. So... Yeah, I'm well and truly over that. He's clearly second pick in the race. He's probably uh, the top pick for the Hayden uh, coming up later in the month or early next month from gate 10. Um, yeah, I think he's he's up for a big campaign. Okay. Uh, it'll be very interesting, the result of that race tomorrow night, Leap to Fame, Speak the Truth. Just with a viewpoint towards the rising sun, Leap to Fame, 250, Speak the Truth, $17 with tab right now. Uh, just a few others for the weekend that could be of interest here for the Rising Sun. So uh, the Lost Storm's still yet to be sighted. He's on the second line of betting 450. Can't find a better man. Uh, he, he's up and about. He's headed to Reckler for the Patron's Purse. He's $11. Uh, 
Uh, he's a son of a gun's going really well in Melbourne, fourteen dollars. You can just go down the page here. Bollinger steps out for the first time on Aussie soil tomorrow night at Melton. Forty-one dollars, nine dollars the play. So he's going to be a, a runner of interest there tomorrow night. And then you sort of go down the page, and you might be able to find a little bit of value. Uh, one that you threw out there uh, last night, Dangerous, who won at uh, Kilmore. He's a hundred and one dollars, twenty-one dollars the place. You think he might be a, a three-year-old possibility? Yeah, certainly, and I, and I got tempted by that after his win last night, Chris. So um, that was a really good first-up effort there at Kilmore. Of course, he contested the New South Wales Derby earlier in the season and wasn't too bad. He's still a bit green. He's got a bit to learn, but, gee, he let down nicely there at Kilmore last night. And Shane Sanderson, we sort of mentioned the other day that he's got a couple of nice three-year-olds. He's got that fellow, and he also has... Um, uh, the other one, uh, Catalpa Rescue. Yep. Um, so yeah, he'd be he's certainly on the on the radar, and I know the race is on the radar for them. Um, just depends how he goes about getting here. So um, yeah, looking forward to to seeing how he progresses through this campaign. And he's out of a mare that uh, we, we saw plenty of in Queensland in Ark Munro. Yep, absolutely. So he's got uh, a good pedigree to go with the ability as well. So he's a uh, an interesting horse. And just with the uh, the Hayden market, speak the truth, two fifty. So if he really takes it up to leap to fame tomorrow night, even beats him, how short do you reckon he could get for the Hayden with that market? Yeah, well, especially that race tomorrow night being over twenty one hundred. I, I think that would certainly shorten him up. Um, you look at the barrier draw. You've got. For real life in that is going to come out of gate one, probably not really tested at this stage over uh, the 2100 and still only a three-year-old. His stablemate Future Assured is possibly going to be in that field as well. So um, they probably look the main two hopes at this stage. Cat King Cole still not confirmed, but likely to be in the race from gate four for uh, Darren Weeks and, and Connections who have that slot. So... Um, yeah, if he tests Leap to Fame or certainly puts in a, a good performance tomorrow night, you could certainly make a case that he'd shorten up, and rightly so. Mm, yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, for a number of reasons, that clash tomorrow night. I want to get your thoughts on the flashing red. It looks impossible to map this race, uh, given you know it's a capacity-sized field and there's several off-handicaps here, but what was your sort of overview of the, uh, the flashing red? Yeah, well, it's a, uh, a racing cartographer's nightmare, that race, 14-horse field, uh, especially the way the, the handicaps have lined up. So if there's no emergency, uh, there will be three horses off the front line, off the front meet, or off the front tape. You've then got uh, eight horses off a front tape of 10 metres, if that makes sense, and then another two off 10 metres on a second line of 10 metres and then turn it up back to the 30. The other thing that makes this really tricky, none of the horses are outside draw or right outside draw, so they all have to be in their position across the track. No one gets, um, you know, we won't see any out to the outside. So you look at a horse, so say Colt 31, Pete said so, LL Cool J, they're all lining up behind the front line horses and then the the two turpin train runners big wheels and black sedans they're effectively on a third line there so uh, I, I think those drawn a little bit wider off the 10 meter tape might just have a little bit of an advantage here especially if that front tape 
sort of performers are a bit sketchy away, although they have been okay. Bombardier Jujon was a bit uh, slow to muster um, last time or the time before that he tackled the tape. So Targaryen, he's been okay. So I really like the fact uh, Hot and Treacherous, he's drawn sort of wider on that 10-metre tape, but he won't have any traffic in front of him. And if he gets a, a nice, good start, steps cleanly, which he did in that trial behind Leap to Fame, I think he can get himself forward pretty quickly and get across. And especially if Targaryen uh, is safely away, um, you know, he'd be a horse that you'd, you'd think would take a, a sit on one of those better class performers, being um, sort of coming up in the ranks a little bit Targaryen. So you've got all the, the stronger performers out wide. Northview Hustler, he's always safely away as well. Um, Manila Playboy, he's one at the price. I do like his chances, but at the price, I just think he's too short for a horse having his first race understanding start conditions in a capacity field like that. Um, I just think he's come up a little bit short, but um, could certainly entertain him the way he goes. And his trial behind Leap to Fame and Hot and Treacherous, he was right there with him and, and never really extended either. So... Um, I think just the way that lines up with what I said, I think it makes it really tough for Big Wheels and Black Sedans on that second line of the 10 metres. So they, they're going to have a lot of traffic and turn it up. He's a jet off the tapes and as Ryan mentioned, super record. He's got seven wins from 10, 10 starts from uh, the standing start and also a really good record over the long trip. So um, if he can avoid all that early traffic, which he will have plenty because effectively off the 20 metre line, he's got the front metre line, the first 10 metre line and the second 10 metre line all in front of him. So um, it might have to be a, a put the right blinker on straight away after the start for Shane Graham just to try and find some clear track. Mm, it's interesting and uh, you can debate that the handicaps all day long. But just with the Turpin McMullen runners, big wheels, black sedans, would they have been better served just being off 20 metres would turn it up? Yeah, the way the way it's panned out, they certainly would have us being on that second row of the ten meter tape. So, um, you know, t ten meters is effectively two and a half lengths. So, the the first front line tape is two and a half lengths behind the the, the front line, and then they've got to be hard on the back of of that front line. So, if they're slowly away, it could just be uh, lights out for them before they even get off the mark. So. Um, a lot can happen in these races, which is why we certainly tend to, to get some, um, you know, probably increased odds than if it was a mobile start race because there is that great unknown as what's going to have to start. Yeah. We've got Rockhampton race four pressing. Your best bet tomorrow night? Uh, race five, number nine, Danger Zone. Uh, I liked what Jack Butler said yesterday when you were speaking to him. I think it's time that this horse, they just sort of force the issue with him and really see where he's at. His last run was really good. He's been runner-up his last two, run into some handy ones. So he's um, certainly um, no shame there. And, and I think tomorrow night he gets his opportunity. Okay, so that's race five, number nine. The dashboard, is that going to be available as we speak or do we wait a little bit later? Yeah, that's up and up about right now on the Racing Queensland website. We've got the driver to follow, Nathan Dawson. He gets a good book tomorrow night. He's got Hot and Treacherous. He's got Magic Moment for Sean Grimsey. Uh, he's got the Trotter Funny Face who... Um, that was really encouraging words from Jack Butler yesterday saying she works as good as Adele at home, so um, she'll be one to watch. Um, yeah, the best bet, quaddies, it's, all that information's there on the Racing Queensland website. Okay, so we can find that all now, and your best bet is Race 5, 
number nine danger zone uh, just on weekend winners on the RQ and HRA websites, uh, Ricky Elchin and Robbie Morris. They've got some interesting runners engaged there tomorrow night. In particular, uh, Ricky, and just on Ricky, Tardelli. Uh, really sharp in that trial there on Wednesday night at Redcliffe. Fast time, beat sure thing captain by a good margin. So he looks like he's right on track and maybe he could be a three-year-old uh, invitee for the Rising Sun. Well, he certainly wouldn't be out of place. Seven seven wins from eight starts, and yeah, that was a really impressive trial. He's got that uh, three-year-old uh, Redcliffe Sales Series firmly on the radar, and off the back of that trial, would be hard-pressed anything beating him that uh, that's in that series. Yeah, a lot to look forward to. Hey, Darren, always appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside, and we'll touch again, uh, touch base again next week. Yeah, thanks, Chris, and thanks for not mentioning the Blues.